Since this is one of my vehicles as a coping mechanism so that I don't turn into having actions like I've seen in the community um, and actions that I'm not proud of, I'm going to I'm gonna blow off my steam here. And um, if whoever listens doesn't like it, that's fine. Um, I, I must have told you guys, I, to be honest, I don't even know what I'm responding to really because I've gotten um, some piecemeal communication again. And I think I'm pretty sure I'm going to actually have to go back and listen to my shows because um, especially when it's something emotional, I just download it to you. The best way I could describe it is like when you journal and then you read your journal and you don't remember really writing that. And... With the amount of stuff I've had going on, yeah, I don't retain things. I just feel my feelings. I process my feelings, get them out of my bucket, and I keep on moving. And not everybody in the world is like that. So, um, yeah, I I know I've referenced my my breakup. I guess is the right word. I don't know. I I don't even I don't even know that. I don't even know what it was anymore. <laughs> uh, based on this morning's communication. So anyway, um yeah, I've been working really hard at 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 dealing with that and getting over it and and being in a really good place about how I how I feel about that, how I feel about myself based on what happened. Um and I've come a really long way. And I've always always try to be the person, the same person, whether I'm showing up for you guys or my family or Tara or Karen, whoever. I try to treat everybody with the same love and respect. And unfortunately, this person doesn't doesn't fit into my my realm and if I sound shitty for having expectations around friendships too fucking bad I'm always telling you guys about putting yourself first and your boundaries and stuff and I was telling you just as much as I needed to tell me and one of the things that happened in this relationship and I don't think I don't think he meant to do this and I don't think he meant to do it this morning at least not what I'm about to say but it's what happens um he will put stuff out there or twist things in a way that um makes me feel like I'm responsible for doing something wrong when I really started from a, a really good place in the first place so let me give you an example um I said something about not saying thank you. Like everybody says thank you when when 
well, I guess evidently not everybody. See, that's why I don't use those general words. But if, if, if somebody didn't say, okay, so, so imagine somebody holds a door open for you and you just walk by and you don't even, you don't even look them in the eyes. You don't say thank you. You don't anything. You just walk by. Okay. Like they held the door open. Like I could never get through that door without saying thank you. So that's just who I am. And I have to realize that not everybody's that way. That being said, when I, when I hold the door, it isn't about because I want a thank you. If it was me holding the door, it was because I wanted to hold the door. But that, that being said, the person who walks through the door without acknowledging my existence doesn't doesn't get me holding the door for them to open two more too many more times. You know, um, it's not about them. It's about me. And uh, he found a crack and and he, I, I did the best I could. And even. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I am. I am going to vent a little and I don't even care anymore if he hears this. I've always been so, so polished. Um, not polished. That's not the right word. I'm far from polished. I've always been very mindful. I've never been a jerk about him on the air or to him. I don't call him out. Um, it's just not, that's not what I want to be or do but I'm in a little fluster this morning and um I'm I'm really disappointed that my kindness got twisted and and I'm being accused of being like the villain so um between that and and like the last um act of untruth or so if we want to be in friendships relationships if we want to be in anything guys it has to be balanced and I'm not even saying balance 50 50 there's going to be times and this could be with your spouse this can be with you know just your friends it could be with with Tara and Karen, and again, I'm just picking on them because you've heard me talk about them enough. So it could be balanced 70-30 sometimes. It could be balanced 90-10. But it's not that way all the time. Like It could be that way for short periods of time, but then the overall balance is give and take and appreciate and that kind of stuff. And if you're in a spot, in a friendship where maybe your perspective, oh, I might be going deep on this, sorry, but so maybe your perspective is it's been 80-20, it's been 80-20, it's been 80-20, but you feel like in the grand scheme of the world, 80-20 is not so bad because throughout time, eventually it'll be 50-50, but you're not even, you're not thinking about this on a conscious level, by the way, I'm just trying to use this as an example but you think like okay yeah this you know if you're showing up they've just had a a bad run of luck and and sometimes you just have to carry the weight a little longer but then when you're down and out and they don't show up and you've you've given you've given so let's say let's say you're giving them the positive out of your bucket and just so you know I am 
talking through all this for my own benefit because you guys always make me feel better once I process this stuff. But so let's say you give the positive out of your bucket and you give the positive out of your bucket and you give the positive out of your bucket. But nothing positive ever comes back. Those are the people you need to not have in your life. Very clearly need to not have in your life. Like I could not be any more passionate about this because and I, I don't care. I don't care if they're your mother, brother, boyfriend, girlfriend, long lost cousin. I don't even care if they're taking your fucking positivity out of your bucket. Just don't even let them back in your fucking life. Um, it doesn't work. It makes it. You guys know how I feel pretty much all the time. And you know that most of the time I'm feeling pretty good and I'm positive and I'm happy and I'm I'm grateful. I'm I'm all of that stuff. And it's not bullshit cuz not for nothing. I don't know how to act. I I I don't know how to act and you're going to just get whatever's on my heart or my mind or whatever on that particular day. So trust me when I tell you that if a person can spark this kind of ooh that's stirring in my gut right now and I'm actually feeling anger, um, maybe a little bit of hurt. I'm, I'm more angry at myself for freaking falling for it again. Like I really thought that in seven months, because so much has changed for me in seven months, but I got to remember I'm doing the work. I'm not just, I'm, I'm doing the work on myself. I'm not, I don't even know what he's doing. It's evidently not the same kind of work I'm doing. Or maybe it's work relevant to his, his new life. But if his new life was so fucking peachy, he shouldn't have to bother with me anyway. So anyway, if they drain your bucket, I mean, I'm all for giving people chances. I definitely tried. I definitely tried this week. I actually even enjoyed some of the dialogue this week. I thought it was like, okay, I'm very proud of the fact that I get along with all of my exes. Uh, I can't think of any that I'm not cordial with. You know, maybe they weren't important enough. It's not like I deliberately stay in touch um, per se, but there's, Every single one of them, even, you know, there's one from when I was like 18, 19. We're still trying to get a coffee deed in um, to catch up on life. So I I like that. I'm proud of that fact because I'm, I've always said this and um, I couldn't understand it when I was married to Dave and he had, um, you know, the past wives and, you know, I was probably new on the scene. I, I should have waited or gave it a little more time maybe before, you know, like wait for the divorce to be final. So I saw some of that anger and frustration, especially there's kids and blah, blah, blah. But where I'm going with this is my my logic is if you guys loved each other so much at some point, how can you get to such a place of anger and hate and all that? And that's kind of been how I've always believed in it when it comes to me. Now, not everybody feels this way which I've learned through time. <laughs> um, and then this this relationship that I'm coming out of is the first one that I've actually, I don't know if I never felt these, well, I know that I never felt these feelings to this magnitude. And I don't know if that's what 
what's caused me to be this way, but I can't, I, 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 I can understand better now why people can't communicate after they broke up. That's not exactly where I'm at. Like, I don't hate him. Um, I'm sure he's having mixed feelings about me. <laughs> I don't think he hates me either, but um, I don't think he's going to be too happy about me going dark again. Like, that's what I did for all this time. And um, it wasn't easy every day. You know, it actually, when somebody's part of your life for a long period of time, changing your routine and your dialogue and um, losing your go-to person sucks. But I processed all that. All right, I've been processing it, and I worked on it. And um, to get treated the way I was treated this morning before I get on here, uh, with the same twisted, I, I swear he doesn't know any better. I just, I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, almost because I almost don't think that anybody could be that deliberately calculating to just, create these like spirals of shit to step in like I tell him to listen to the podcast because it was relevant relative to a topic that we were talking about no different than if I met you on the street and you said you were dealing with the same issue I'd say oh why don't you try this episode blah 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 and evidently telling him to listen to the podcast meant setting him up whatever the fuck that means and there goes the details right Cause it, so here's the other thing. I'm not gonna, I tried, I tried to send him a message and to, to, to defend myself. But then I'm like, why the hell am I defending myself? And I feel like I'm doing it a little here too, but I also feel like it's a learning experience. So, um, don't, don't, don't invest long-term or stay with people who are taking the positivity out of your bucket. Just just don't. If they're not helping you fill your positivity back in your bucket and they're just take, take, taking, don't do it. Don't do it. All it would have took to balance was a, was a simple thank you when I opened the door. That's it. And I should not feel guilty for having an expectation of thank you. I shouldn't be made to feel like a shithead because... I was upset I didn't get a thank you. And that's that's how twisted this is, right? Like he's trying to make me feel well, if you did if you if you needed appreciation and praise, you should have hung up on me. No. No, this isn't about that. It's about you treat me like a fucking human being. It's about having consideration. Yeah, I'm hot about this. And I'm I'm doing this here, and I I hope to God I don't hit delete after, <laughs> um, but I'm afraid that now I'm I'm afraid that he's not he's not a bad person, guys. He's not. I'm afraid that I'll just never learn the other perspectives. But it's not my job to worry about. It's just not my job to worry about. But um, take a take a there's a couple lessons to be learned from my grumpy ass drama this morning. Um, One is. Don't empty your bucket 
on somebody who doesn't help fill your bucket back up, like I'm just not going to let that go. You definitely, definitely need to make that your priority. But I'm talking to you and I don't know if you're the him or the me in this story. So let's say that you're the him. This is this is another thing and this is our attitude and this is this is part of who we hopefully grow out of is having those attributes where we're not showing up in the world love and kind consistently to everyone or that we're not taking accountability for our own actions. So easy to blame everybody, right guys? Like yeah, so fucking easy. But you know what? It's nobody else's fault for how I feel. It's nobody else's fault for how I act. How about I take some ownership of my shit, which is what I'm doing right now. I'm not acting how I like to act on my podcast. Um, and I'm actually going to do a reading here in a minute to reset. Uh, today was supposed to be like a, a kickoff celebration day because I'm going to start that um, hard 75. I definitely am, am committing and today's the day and God knows I could go use some run around exercise to burn off some aggression about this topic. <laughs> anyway, so if it's you, think about it. Are you the, if you're in one of these relationships, are you the one who is the manipulate or, or the manipulate E? And by that, I mean, are you are you passing the blame? Are you twisting someone else's words? And um, I think I've talked about this before. It's not even just with with significant others. It could be family members that do this. It's it's again, I, I don't know if it's intentional, but it's definitely an attribute of an addict. And if it's something that you're doing to people, it's going to hurt people. And hopefully people are either um, love themselves enough or know that it could impact their own recovery enough to just cut the strings. Like, that's the way it's going to be. I, yeah, that's what I have to do. And I, the problem is the way I'm designed, I'm going to feel bad about that. I'm going to feel bad that I don't set myself up to be on the other end of his craze, which makes me feel bad, too. Oh, fuck that. See, I told you talking about it would help. So, I yeah, I will stop the communication again so that even if I feel bad about doing that, it's going to feel less bad than this circle. But at least I, I can recognize this circle for what it was. When I was that close to it, it wasn't. It was I actually fell for it and, and tried to to fix and help and and whatever but there was never a happy ending there never was gonna be that until until the thinking changes and the whatever all those yeah oh my god I'm getting some clarity here we'll talk more on another episode um about that like I actually feel bad hopefully he doesn't listen to this one because I'm sure I'd be a creep for that too or maybe he should listen and realize what a dickhead he's being. Okay, that was very out of Bobby. Let's do today's reading. What is today? Today's the 27th. And all right, and you know I didn't read it firsthand or first because I'm a little fired up. So we'll see how much I stumble if I know how to read today. Okay, William Blank. Nope, there we go. William 
Blake says, and we are put on earth a little space that we may learn and bear the beans of love. (laughs) Okay, I have no idea what that means. Since addiction robs us of our ability to love ourselves and share that love with others, it's no wonder we enter sobriety full of longing. We've come to live by unhealthy rules. Don't talk, don't trust, don't feel. These survival skills helped us withstand active dependency, but now they are obstacles keeping us from full recovery, and we must change them. This isn't easy. No matter how much pain and isolation our old ways have brought to our lives, they are familiar ways, and attraction to the familiar is hard to resist. As unhealthy as we were in every way, we may sometimes long for comfort and predictability in our lives. Healthy love seems risky. <laughs> it can be fierce. It can be a fearsome task to open ourselves to another to risk shame and rejection. Healthy love requires honesty and faith, careful attention to our feelings and sharing. But now we are physically, mentally and spiritually ready for love. The payoff is life itself lived and shared in the moment and the glow of self-esteem we feel when we are accepted by as we are by another (laughs) today grant me the willingness to talk trust and feel so okay yeah this is this is i guess i'm not staying on the rails today this is exactly what happened and why this person can make me so freaking crazy because it was the first time that um i talked trusted and, and felt and then to be let down by that that's part of where some of my emotions coming from this morning because it wasn't reciprocated and um yeah anyway so since addiction robs us the ability to love ourselves and share that love with others it's a wonder we enter sobriety full of longing so back to our regularly scheduled conversations talking and trusting and feeling when we were using and I guess so this one I guess I maybe am not in complete sync with I from a from the perspective of dealing with other addicts I can see this I I definitely was not one to um do a lot of feeling but I always have talked too much (laughs) and maybe I've trusted you know a fair amount so I'm I'm struggling with this one because I never stopped talking I mean all my stuff was on the surface to make it look like it was all right that was my version of manipulating the world um Healthy love seems risky. It could be a fearsome task to open ourselves to another. Yeah, that's so freaking true. And um that's what that's what my experience was. And that's why I take this this one person in this one relationship so hard is because when you when you do it the first time <laughs> and then it falls apart and it was really all a big show and lies, it's hard to recover from that. So um, I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer here. 
if you're doing the work, like here's here's my position on men right now, okay? And it, it relates, I swear. So my position is I do my work every, you know, every freaking day. And I continue to evolve and grow. Now, I have some fear around who the next person will be because I'm afraid they won't be able to keep up with me. And I tend to, I just tend to outgrow people, these these men in my life. Um, you know, Dave, it was on a, a work level. This one, it was definitely an emotional level. Um, there was one that like, party like I even outgrew the partying like there's just different aspects that I always outgrow them so I've kind of become cynical and it's fine because I'd I'd you know rather not waste my time with someone who takes stuff out of my bucket that's part of what I I've learned and I'm grateful to have learned that but my belief is when there's someone capable of having a complimentary bucket with me. I give them my positive and they give me their positive and our buckets, we do whatever it takes to help keep each other's buckets full, then that will be the person I will be with. I will not I will not settle ever again for anything less than that. I get really scared because I don't know how you, sh- I call it shopping, dating is shopping, and I really don't, like either. <laughs> so, um, I don't know how to lay that foundation down early enough so that it doesn't bite me in the ass later or because I won't ever know people. I won't ever know if, I, if things are being twisted the way that like this morning's example of, you know, I'm the bad guy because I wanted to thank you for opening the door instead of the fact that I opened the door in the first place. Like that's twisted fucking shit, guys. And when it gets in your head, it takes a long time to sort through and 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 to really figure out that you're not the person to blame in this. And I'm not the person to blame. Um, so anyway, so it's going to be really hard to see people's truths and and take away the fear of that and showing up because I don't know that I'm super anxious to give the way that I gave the last three years. Like, I don't know about that. And, um, it's, there's some very interesting lines because I've been grateful for that relationship from day one, like from day one. And the lessons that I've learned have been incredible the feelings that I felt were incredible um some good some bad but like just never had that much perspective on stuff I never felt that hurt never felt that much love like it's just crazy um so healthy love requires honesty and faith careful attention to our feelings and sharing. Now, by the way, I did not know that this was going to be about relationships when I opened the reading. I told you I didn't even look when I was blown off my steam. So it can be fearsome to open ourselves to another to risk shame and rejection. Yeah, I don't really... I, I don't know that it's just all about that. Like, 
and again, this is part of my own journey. If we take care of ourselves and we know that gambling or addiction doesn't make us like horrible, horrible human beings and we work through the shame and the rejection and the fear and the, you know, like we don't have to deal with that stuff. And I think that it's important. I will say when they talk about the 13th step in, um, in the 12-step programs, and the 13th step is when you get involved with someone before you're a year away from, you know, a drink, a bet, whatever. And it's, I want to say frowned upon. Um, I don't know if that's the right word. I don't want to speak for the whole community, but it's definitely um, something that I, I guess I had never gone through I'd never been in a real, I think I believed in it, right? But I also think I broke the rules. Like I could understand it. And I can remember sitting there telling Carla, my past counselor, like, oh my gosh, that's not me. I'm not on a pink cloud. This has nothing to do with recovery, blah, blah, blah. Like, and uh, <laughs> I think she's seen it for what it was. So, so here I was, I got involved right out of treatment, right? And then... Fast forward, here we sit this morning, and if I had maybe waited and did some of that growing before getting involved, maybe I wouldn't have got involved in the first place. So I'm grateful. Like I know, like I, I know so many reasons of why, why I showed up, but this 13th stepping, it deprives us of our right and our ability in most cases to take care of ourselves and to nurture ourselves and to grow and to figure out who the hell we are as sober versions of ourselves. And if you don't if you don't figure that out on the front side, then you end up having to explore it, you know, at a different time and place. And you don't know what you've lost by then. Sorry. I'm did I mention I'm gonna try this hard seventy five thing, which involves I'm not gonna have any caffeine. That's gonna be part of one of my goals because that'll make me want to smoke. And if I smoke, I won't be able to exercise. And I'm going to, you know, big vicious cycle. You're getting, you're getting really acquainted with all the voices in my head this morning that are, um, combating. Like, even as I sit here, I'm, I'm really like, what the fuck? Like, that's all that just keeps going through my head is what the fuck? I try to show up. I try to be human and, what the fuck? So, all right. So if you got anything out of this rambling chaos this morning, um, here's the deal. Fill your bucket with positive stuff. Keep your bucket full of positive stuff. And if anything infringes on your bucket, having positive stuff, get whatever that is out of your way. Just move on. That's, that's where I'm at. Yeah, that's how I'm going to end it, guys, because um, I really went off this morning and I'm not going to edit it. So you're going to get all 32 chaotic minutes of me just rambling. Um, have a good week. We'll be back tonight. Are we on to Z? We are on to Z. So then we're running out of July day, guys. All right. Have a beautiful day. Later. Am I-